0: hear me yes okay yes so i'm here as i said to share a word with you about encountering jesus as the intercessor and deliver in our everyday life so um you already read um for us thank you sister karen um first timothy verse um chapter two verse one to eight and we know sometimes that the really the talking to God can be a bit intimidating for some of us, not all, some of us. But it does not have to be. It can be a wonderful experience if one know how to do it. And fortunately for us, God, has provided us with his word in teaching us how to pray. In the Bible, it tells us to pray at all times, in any posture, in any place, and for any reason. And you know what is so great about this? The only thing that God asks of us is that the only thing he desires of us when we pray is that it's coming from a pure and sincere heart. So we saw also um, in the good book, we've observed the profound effect of prayer um, in Jesus's life and his ministry. Many times he go to the synagogue, he takes off and he goes by himself away from everyone to spend time in prayer with the father. And if Jesus takes a, who is the perfect son, right? Of God, he takes time out during, while he was here on earth to pray. He took time often to pray. How much more do we as mere men and women need to pray? We really need to be steadfast. So um, the word intercessor is one that will take the place of another and pleads another's case, right? Representing a person, representing someone, taking their place, standing in for them. And the Greek noun for it is entuics. And it's in the Bible. And it's translated. It's translated prayer. It's a word for intercession. There is also um a verb that is found in Timothy 4, 5. And it's called entu And It really, really, um, as you know, I'll get into it later on, but over the years, it has evolved so much. And the meaning that it started out with initially, it has really um, been expounded upon. And I just want to bring to your attention that really, there are three levels of intercessory prayer. There is the priestly intercessory intercession um a prophetic intercession and a kingly intercession and you know from my readings and um and what I have found and discovered it's more like when it comes on to the priestly intercession in the past we've seen priests people bring their burnt offerings to the altar and so forth and you know, the priest usually um, petition is the person that between the basically the congregation and God, right? They eat petitions on behalf of the people of the congregation. And when it comes on to the prof and it's human centered because it's for the people. When it comes on to the prophetic intercession, it's usually one of the prophets um, that are doing the intervening, that are you know reaching out to God. Um, as we saw in Amos, Amos seven, verse two, where um, Amos was beseeching God and asking god for forgiveness um in the kingly intercession this is a god centered thing god centered where jesus is the intercessor really between mankind and god and The call for us as believers is for us um, to be intercessors. As believers, we are called to be intercessors. And when we are intercessors, we are co-collaborators, We are co-conspirators. We are co-fellowshipping with God, right? As in the more of a priestly and a kingly domain. So we, we need to claim it. We need to know it and claim it that we are a royal priesthood. We are a kingly priesthood. So where we adopt the God-centered and the human-centered approach in our intercessions. In Romans 8, 34, when Paul wrote in the epistle to the Romans that Paul wrote, says, who then is the one who condemns? No one, Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Isn't that something else? Isn't that awesome? God is interceding on our behalf, right? Right? Through Jesus, his son, Jesus, who made the ultimate sacrifice. When we intercede, intercession, as I was going through and I'm reading different texts and different, some, you know, different um, literature and illustrations about this intercessory. Domain as an intercessor. I never something that really resonated with me, and really I had to really, really and go look at it and go back through it again. That when we intercede, we are bearing the burden for others. I never thought of it like that. I mean, you intercede on someone's behalf, but to really and truly intercede and be an intercessor, we have to bear the burden for others. We are petitioning God. We are beseeching God on their behalf. We are asking God for something on someone else's behalf. And for you to really do that, you all, you really have to, to really and truly do justice, per se. You really have to take it on as if it's your own. And this, you know, can be discouraging for some. But at the end of the day, we have to be our brother's keeper. As the Bible says, we have to be our brother's keeper. And when we look at the characteristics of the intercessor, it's what God does. It's what God, Jesus actually did for us. He interceded with the father. On our behalf. And some of the. Characteristics that he exhibited. Including having an intimate relationship. Jesus had an intimate relationship. With the father. He. Follows to complete the fulfillment. Of the duty. You recognize that there is a relationship between prayer, unity between the Father and Son, which is really an exclusive intimacy. And at the end, ultimately at the end, is having salvation from the evil of the world. Application is another of prayer, and its primary objective is being in the presence, presencing with Jesus, with Christ, unity with God, and in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. As intercessors, We are not only called to intercede on behalf of fellow believers, but we are called to seek God, go into his strong room of mercy and grace for our unsaved family members, our friends, those, anybody in our sphere of influence, our neighbors. Our colleagues, even going out there and evangelizing and that person that we just met and they have a need, we have to respond. Ultimately, we want them to know God and have that desire for a relationship with him with him, having that relationship with God and only desiring of the things that are of the kingdom of God. So, Jesus also is our deliverer. The Hebrew word for deliverer is mephalti. The Lord is my deliverer. Jehovah Mefalti. This is the one who sets captives free, who saves us, each and every one of us from difficult situations. He saves us. He delivers us. Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. What a blessed assurance that we know that when we cry out to God, that he doesn't fall on their fears. He hears us and he delivers us. Psalm 50, verse 15, he says, call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you will honor me. Just think of it. Can any one of us really sit back and even speak With such conviction and know and feel this kind of conviction when we're talking about anybody else. Who do we know that can deliver us from all evil? The only one we know is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. In Mark 5. It speaks about Mark 5, 1 to 20. God as the great deliverer. He not only delivers us from evil, from the enemy, from the evil one. He delivers us from sin. He delivers us from bondage. And he delivers us from death. Remember, sin also can hinder God's intercession. Jesus has the power to deliver us from our problems our situations, our trials and tribulations and troubles from day to day, day to day. Because when we think about it and we go through each day as it is, God, I want to say our intercession Our intercessory prayers are active. I want to, for lack of a better way to put it, I want to say ours are active on behalf of others. And God is passive. Because even when we don't ask, he's working on our behalf. So this is where all the daily encounter comes where God is our intercessor and our deliverer. He is working on our behalf, even when we are not petitioning him, even when we fall short. Through the daily deliverance of Jesus, our faith capacity is increased to his supreme power. And what does that do? It delivers us from the wages of death, which is sin. Christ is our strong tower. In Psalm eighteen, one to two, we are taught that Christ. Is our strength, our rock, our fortress and deliverer. We can take refuge in him. And in that refuge, he'll shield us and provide salvation. In Hebrews 3, We saw Jesus depicted as the great deliverer, greater than Moses. Why is that? And I saw, I read that it was said for every house that is built by someone is the builder of everything. And why Moses was chosen as a deliverer, as a deliverer by Jesus himself. He was a faithful, he was the most faithful servant in all of God's houses. We're also warned against unbelief. We saw what can happen when we rebel. We do not adhere to the teachings and the word of God. So I'm here to remind us. That today, if we hear his voice, we should not be hardening our hearts. Because when they did that in rebellion during the time uh, in the wilderness, they were there 40 days in the wilderness. Because after God had mercy and save them. Take them out of captivity, the Israelites. What did they do? They just went right back to their old ways. Their hearts started going astray. They did not adhere to the ways of the the Lord. And declared a oath in anger that they will never enter his rest. So we brothers and sisters, we have to see that none of us have a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God because Jesus was the only human mediator between God and man. He, after all, was seated at the right hand of God the Father. So God is calling believers everywhere to experience the unique kind of mourning and comfort that only the intercessor knows. Because when God intercedes, Jesus intercede when God sacrificed his only beloved son to intercede on our behalf against sin it required a sacrifice that the mournful and when He rose again, the comfort from that. But you only experience that as a true intercessor. Believe it or not, we are called to lay down our life in prayers for others. Are we truly doing that? The story of Moses, um, he was, a, we know, ancient prophet where God um, used Moses to lead the children of Israel out of captivity. And we know the story of Moses and the spiritual meaning of his name, his savior delivered from the water. So one of the things that God did was that he sent his angel to appear before Moses in the burning bush to deliver the Israelites from the oppression of Pharaoh in Egypt. And through Moses' action, the Israelites got to experience the chief act of being delivered from slavery in Egypt, right? So deliverance speaks to freedom, liberation, and salvation. God, in his omnipotence, in his omnipotence, guess what? He has already made plans and preparation for deliverance. So um as we As I was reading, I saw that, you remember the verb that I introduced earlier, entochenin, which means it's a verb for intercessor, right? Intercessor is the noun, the verb is entochenin, right? It has continued to change, it has continued to evolve, and it came from the noun form, which is enturix, meaning a petition to the king petition to the king so it has expounded so much and now we when you really think about it is that petition to the king how awesome is that the king is a royal person right and we are part of the royal priesthood we are part of that royal contingent And we have an intimate access to go and petition the king on behalf of others. And we're not talking about any just king, any kind of king, you know. We're talking about that king, the only one in all the universe, the one who makes all creatures, great and small. We have the power and the privilege in prayer to come before our King and our God to access his power. But we got to remember, prayer in itself does not have the power. But guess what? We have a conduit. We have a pipeline to one who does. And we know a pipeline like in the, you know, the people that move, that have, uh you know, the, the, the gas industry, the pipeline to send gas to different areas and different parts. Boy, we have a direct pipeline to this king. And guess what? It is not a privilege that is limited to an exclusive Christian elite. No, no. No, it is all inclusive and all encompassing of all believers. So it's not just for Pastor Eva, it's not just for Rifa, it's not just for Lovern. It's not just for Winsome, Melanie, Lucy, and I could go on and on. Sister Karen, Satashina, it's what? It's for all of us. No matter what our standing, no matter what our position is, it is for all of us. It is not for just the elite. Because we know, we've been to churches where we have seen, you know, you have the elite the elitism that exists. And it just doesn't happen in church only, other places. And here, everybody, everybody are heirs to that royal priesthood. As we intercede with prayers, right? We want to remember that, oh, excuse me, when we pray, we have to, I'm digressing a little bit, but remember that when we pray, God answers, when God answers some prayers, if he chooses to, when we pray, if he chooses to answer some of these prayers, Oh boy, will we ever be sorry? And if we look back, I think many of us can honestly say without a shadow of doubt that we are so glad that God never answered some of our prayers. Because guess what? Those prayers that we asked God of things were not the will of God. We have to remember that power is mighty. It can unleash certain forces when we ask God for things. So all all some responsibility that we have is that whatever we ask, that we ask it according to his will. When we use prayer, when we use prayer, it should be a tool to accomplish God's purpose. Accomplish God's purpose about this life, supplying the daily needs for us and others. We want to use it to promote his eternal purpose which is to prepare us for the kingdom of God. Christ was characterized in the New Testament as the ultimate intercessor. How so? Christian prayers becomes intercessory since it is offered to God through and by Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, what did he, would that do? It bridged the gap. Through Jesus' mediation of sacrificing his life, it has made it possible to petition God for not only for the saved, but the unsaved to grant their requests according to his will. The Bible is clear that all Christians are called to be assessors. We are called to be assessors. So God has in our daily lives as our intercessor and our deliverer in psalm fifty nine we cry out to God to deliver us from our enemies. Part of the Lord's prayer in this in psalm twenty third is to deliver us from evil. I want to bring us now to John 17. John 17, he clarified all of this, where he says, sanctify them in the truth, your word is truth. John 17, John 17 models models how we should be praying as intercessor. It models that. And I just want to read a little from John Seventeen. Turn your Bibles to me, for me to John Seventeen. NIV version. So it says, Jesus prays to be glorified. That's the heading. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. This was his prayer. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Jesus also prays for his disciples. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave them and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours and all you have is mine and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe that the name you gave me, none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has aided hated them, for so they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even if I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Jesus went on to pray for all believers too. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message Wow. This is the call to action. As intercessors. We. Have. To model. What Jesus, the model that Jesus has set for us. As. I read in John 17. God, we have to make this our everyday mandate. It should be part and parcel of what we're doing as believers two ways that god can deliver us god can do it by prevention it does not allow any danger to come near us because when we become saturated with the word of god into the word of god it prevents the enemy from gaining not even a stronghold, a foothold in our lives. Remember, God dispatches guardian angel to protect us from harm. In Psalm 34, 7, it says, E, the angel of the Lord, encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. The reality is that evil exists in this world and the guardian angels that God dispatches are the emissaries and messengers of God to protect us. He also can deliver us through perseverance. God allows the danger to attack But guess what? He gives us what we need. Equip us. So we can weather the storm. And that we can. Be victorious. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. And serve him. In thanksgiving. God. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ gives us the grace and the fortitude to endure the difficulties. Just remember that we can bring our request to God through Jesus and he intercedes. This is the appointed way for us to relay the concerns of others and present their needs to him. God will answer the intercessions of his son Jesus as we've seen him do over and over. What we want, these are the things we have to model in our everyday life we want to adopt God's way of life let it be how we live our lives as mere human beings also we are weak in spirits but Romans 8 26 to 27 tells us that the spirit will help us in our weakness we are not left alone to our own resources But through Jesus, through the Spirit, he helps us in our weakness. So, my brothers and sisters, I want to say something that I left towards the end um about that is found in the book of Jeremiah. So okay. turn your Bibles to me for me to Jeremiah 7, 17 to 20. Okay. Jeremiah 7, verse 16 to 20. It's the NIV. So do not pray for this people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I will not listen to you. Do you not see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women need the dough and make cakes of bread for the queens of heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. But am I the one they are provoking, declares the Lord? Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and beast, on the trees of the field and on the fruit of the ground and it will burn and not be quenched. So what is being said in Jeremiah that we have to be mindful and take to heart is that we God will forget and give sins against one another, sins against one another. But when we continue to, God take us out of a situation and we continue with no disregard to continue in sin. And not reconcile with him. And be redeemed. Our God. Takes that personally. And it can be. It will be. An hindrance. To intercessory prayer. So, I just want to leave us with that for us to meditate on, think it through, and really realize and understand the implications, the ramifications of our actions when it's regards to God's business, his kingdom, and being intercessors on behalf of others. Thank you. May God bless you. And I hope That somewhere, somehow, that, you know, God, through me, was able to impart something into each and every one of us that have heard my voice. So, Father, we thank you. Mm -hmm. I thank you for the privilege to come and share today, Father. I started out one way, but Father God, you rewrote everything. And Father, I know that this was not done by me, but through you, through the Spirit, the blessed Holy Spirit. So Father, I, my prayer is that whatever it is that I share today, is your word and the message that you want to impart. Father God, I thank you for the privilege to be able to uh, have dealt in your word and be able to share today. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for providing your son, Jesus Christ, as the great intercessor, the great deliverer for all mankind. And Father, I ask that each and every one of us will develop the posture, the attitude to model after your one and great son, perfect son, Jesus. This I ask in Jesus' name I pray, amen.